Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So I call this a horrible, wonderful disease. It's horrible because of what it does to you. It's wonderful in the sense it gives you time to reflect on your life, do good things, be with the people you love, and say goodbye. And we welcome you to this edition of Tuesday People, the podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Album, the author of the book Tuesdays with Maury, the man sitting across from the voice that you just heard, Maury Schwartz, some 27, 28 years ago now, uh, as he shared that sentence and many, many more. Lisa Goitz is alongside my friend and producer of the program. Lisa, as always, it's lovely to work with you. Ah, nice to work with you too, Mitch. I look forward to this every single week. Uh, I do too. This comes, however, on a, a, the uh, 24 hours of a very sad experience for me. Uh, a dear friend of mine, called me over the weekend and said, now he's my age, his wife, my age. Uh, and he said, um, I don't know how to tell you this, but last night while we were sleeping about two o'clock in the morning, my, my wife woke up, her heart was racing. She said that she never felt anything like this before. I didn't know what to do. I called 911. Um, she couldn't catch her breath. I tried to you know, pound on her chest a little bit like they teach you in CPR classes. Mm. She said, there's no, you don't need to do that. So he stopped. And then her face sort of tightened up, kind of in a grimace. And she died. Oh, my God. She died from a uh, blood clot, as it turns out, oh. that had traveled from her leg up to her heart, cut off the oxygen to her, up to her lungs, cut off the oxygen to her heart, and she died. Oh, my god! It was gosh. a matter of minutes, matter of uh. minutes, as is often the case with a blood clot. Now, it wasn't anything predictable. She was in great health. She had had an operation a few days earlier for a hernia. Oh, my uh, goodness. But near as they can tell, there wasn't any connection to that. Most of the doctors seemed to feel like this was just something that was going to happen. She was in excellent health, excellent mm -hmm. shape. If you met her, she was a lovely, robust, uh, intelligent, lively woman who was took care of herself physically as well as spiritually. And she was just here. And then just like that, she died in her husband's arms. Oh, my God. By gosh. the time the 911 came, there, it, it was too late. And, and, now, and they, they were there within five minutes. So, EMS, wow. you know. Yeah. So uh, why do I bring this up? Certainly not to shock anybody and not to make anybody feel bad and, and not to shock you, Lisa. 
Um, I bring it up because this is life and this is the end of life. And in fact, this particular person who passed away, she would always talk about, you know, the fuss that people made over dying with a bit of a curiosity because she said, it's something that happens to everyone. It is the single unifying thing that we have with one another. That is true. Is the fact that we're going to die. Everything else about us can be different. Everything. But the one thing we definitely have in common with every single person on this planet, no matter what their age, their ethnicity, their background, their religion, et cetera, is that they're going to die. Why is it that it seems so taboo to talk about? You know, Mitch, and by the way, just as you were saying that, I think if we all looked at people and realized that and thought about that, we might be more unified. You know, it well, is, no, it no is the great. It is the great unifier. Yeah. And we would treat people kinder. We would just be better people all around. If when looking at somebody else, we kept that in mind, you yeah. know? Ugh. Well, Ma Maury did. And Maury uh, would often talk about how much empathy he felt towards other people once he himself got sort of a death sentence. And it raises the question that I want to raise in today's podcast, which is, and I don't mean to be morbid with this question, but people have this discussion all the time. Is it better to die quickly and suddenly without warning or expectation, but also without long suffering? Mm -hmm. Or is it better to have time, get a diagnosis that prepares you, Decay physically, maybe em emotionally and mentally too, but over time so that your loved ones have a chance to share with you what they wish and you have a chance perhaps to follow up on the things you want to do. Which would you choose? And this question needs to be split in two. Mm. Which would you choose for yourself? Oh, I know. And which would you choose for your loved ones? So let's examine this for a moment. I went over to the house of my friend the night that he called me, less than 24 hours after his wife had died. He lives right nearby me. I drove over just because I, I just thought, you know, it's one thing to talk to somebody on a phone. It's another thing to just be in person. And I grabbed three pizzas before I went over there from a place that we both love, used to eat there, and um, and brought them over to the house. And sure enough, as I somewhat suspected, he was alone except for his two sons who had flown in from the East Coast. And they were sitting in the living room uh, of their home, and it was like a surreal scene to sit with them and to see the shocked is too small a word, stunned is too small a word, gobsmacked begins to start to approach it, but is still too small a word. There is no look on the human face like the look of sudden realization that you will never see a loved one again and you are not prepared for it. Yeah. It's a different look than people who have sat with their ailing parents or grandparents and 
watch them over weeks and months, maybe years, decay. It's, it's different. It's a different look. It's a look of um, shock and disbelief that is, you can see that it's too much for the human soul to bear. I say that because, and, and, and please understand, I mean this in the absolute um, most humanly respectful way when I share this small little anecdote. We were, we were sitting in the living room and there were, you know, the, all guys, and th- there was a football game that was being played that night. Under a normal circumstance, they would have all gotten together just to watch the football game. Mm-hmm. So the football game was on the TV with no sound. And as we were sitting there in grief and shock, periodically, the husband would go from, I can't believe this. I, I can't, you know, she was just, this is, she was just here. I, I, I just can't believe it. And then there'd be a moment of silence. And he'd say, look at that play. That, uh, awful. They dropped the ball like that. And then a moment later would be, I, I, I just, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Now, I don't want anybody to interpret that as, oh, he was being insensitive to his wife's memory and so no. Exactly the opposite. Yes. It was such an overwhelming yeah. loss that the only human defense was to sort of take it in small bites. Yeah. Like, okay. It's, it's washing. It, it was, it felt just like watching the ocean break, uh, ocean waves break, huge wave breaks followed by this sort of calm, this huge wave. Oh my God, I can't believe it. What do you mean? We're, 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 I'm never going to see her again. And then the only way to deal with it is like kind of pull back and it's like, Oh, look at that football play. Look at that pass, the long pass. Because if you just stayed in that moment of pure and absolute horror and grief, you would, you would die yourself. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. I've been on both sides of that, right? Uh, mostly, mostly the sudden ones are friends, right? Because a lot of the people that were like, you know, older people like my mom's age or your mom's age, you know, they died a, a slower death, mm-hmm. you know, from something that lasted a while. But those people who are my friends still to this day, I'm like, I can't believe it. I just talked to him yesterday. You know, um, how did this happen? Uh just so many of those. It's, right. it's a hard thing to process. It's so hard because you feel there's so many. I mean, I know you're probably going to bring this up, but there's just so many loose ends with it. Like I never got to tell her blah, blah, blah. I never, we never got to do this. We should have, I should have. It's just, I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Well, well in, in this case, this particular individual was such a warm, loving open uh, and and loquacious, you know, talkative person that her sons and her husband both said she left nothing unsaid. You know, this mm. we don't have any feeling of like, oh my God, I never told her I loved her. Or, right. Or we, we, we had that argument that was still hanging out there. She wasn't like that. Every discussion she had, she would say how much she loved them and deal with a lot of deep topics. And that's a great lesson because you never know when it is going to be the last discussion you're going. Yeah. To. And it's important. That's why anybody that I care about, I know sometimes people, you know, people listen in on your conversations or you're sitting next to somebody when the phone rings or that, you know, you, you get a FaceTime call and they look over and I'm kind of unabashedly, if it's a 
family member, I always say, I love you, you know, I'm proud, or if it's one of the kids, I love you, I'm proud of you. And I, I say that every single call I have. And, you know, sometimes you're at work or you're, you're next to somebody you just met, you know, or you're doing some business thing with, and it seems a little hokey or a little private to be, you know, saying that in front of somebody, but I don't care because I don't know if that's going to be the last discussion I ever yeah. have. And that's I want, want them to always know that that's how I feel. Every, and it's, you know, it's no big deal. You just tag it on at the yeah. end conversation. Okay. I love you. You know, okay. I say it to Nadi every time I hold her and pick her up and put her down, you know, and nothing's going to happen to her, but, but you know, she, I, I want her to grow up hearing that sentence all the time. That that's normal, right? That that's a nor like that should be a normal thing to say. We'll be back with more Tuesday people right after this. I remember yeah. a terrible, sad story Rabbi once told me uh, about uh, standing next to a man as he buried his wife at, at, at the cemetery. And after all the mourners had left, the man was still there standing over his wife's grave. And the rabbi came to comfort him. And he was crying and he turned to the rabbi. He said, I loved her so much. I loved her so much. And the rabbi nodded, of course, with that. And and then he said, added, and I almost told her a few times, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and, and that's the kind of regret that uh, is tragic and you don't want to have to live with. No. Oh, so a man. sudden death, an unexpected accident, a car crash, a, an embolism, a stroke, a heart attack, these things that they were just here. You know, that sentence, they were just here. I yes. just talked to them. And that, oh, the, the, you know, the 24 hours that have passed since I'm doing this podcast and the world has sort of found out the news, everybody who talks to one another, that's how they begin. I, I just saw her. I just spoke to her. We just yeah. texted, we just emailed. So this sudden disappearance brings with it this, this shovel to the head kind of clunk that, nobody can really be prepared for and you yeah. have to endure all these levels of uh how do i properly grieve how mm -hmm. do i say goodbye how do i say goodbye i goodbye has been said for me so how do i go back now and somehow reclaim it and say no i i didn't get a chance to say my goodbye how do I do that now when the person that I want to say goodbye to is no longer here in front of me? Right. You know what? That makes, so this is a question then. Every time you see somebody, should you, I mean, as morbid as this sounds, do should you treat it as this may be the last time that I ever see this person? So I want to make sure I tie up every moment with them in a nice little bow. Well, I, I think I, you can, I think you can do that in a positive way. The way you phrase yeah. the question is sort of like saying, now, listen, you might die between now and tomorrow when I see you. So I want you to know all is forgiven. And I, yeah. I don't think anybody wants to live like that. Mm -mm. But telling somebody that you love them or never, you know, that expression, never go to bed angry, mm -hmm. uh, which is which is a really, I think, good philosophy. Now, imagine in this particular case, I told you this scenario 
you know, the couple were in their bed of, of their home of many years and she suffered her distress in the middle of the night and died in the middle of the night. Imagine if they had had some kind of argument and just went to bed angry. Mm. Imagine carrying that around for the rest of your life. So yes, in cases like that, little things you can do, don't, don't ever you know, walk away from a friend angry, a loved one, a, a spouse. Uh, but on the other hand, you can't live in the morbid moment all the time thinking death is just around the corner. Yeah, that's true. Now, I, I think as we're speaking and as we're broadcasting this, war has erupted in Israel where I have many friends. And I can tell you that those people who are there now who can't fly out, now the planes are grounded, they don't know if a missiles are going to attack them, whatever, they are living in that moment. Yeah. They are living in that moment where, hey, it's possible that we could be gone. Look at these people who were snatched Ugh. and pulled and kept being held as hostages now. These people who went to a music festival and were murdered, uh, their bodies left outside in the ground. People can, the last discussions they had with their mothers and fathers, their sisters, their brothers, their loved ones, their, 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 their friends, those will be the last conversations they ever had. So there's a lot of that going on right now in that little pocket of the world. Yes. That, wait a minute. How can they no longer be here? Yeah. And, and so I think, okay, to wrap up this category, the, 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 the choice of going quickly, suddenly may be better for the individual who dies in that they're not subject to a prolonged decaying. I don't want to live anymore. This pain is too much. I don't want to be on chemotherapy. I don't want any more drugs. I that kind of thing. You know, they, they, in the case of this individual, it was, it was very rapid, you know, less than a couple minutes and, and, and gone. Mm. But I think the impact, the impact of, a sudden death is more haunting, more horrifying, and therefore in many ways more difficult to deal with than the second version. Now, the second version, the second version is more of what Maury suffered. The second version is the dragged out, I know I'm dying, I'm decaying, um, it's obvious it's going to happen soon kind of thing. Let me finish the quote that we played for you at the start of this podcast. Let me play for you the entire thing now. So I call this a horrible, wonderful disease. It's horrible because of what it does to you. It's wonderful in the sense it gives you time to reflect on your life. Do good things, be with the people you love, and say goodbye, and you know, make something of this time that prepares you. So, you know, you can have a heart attack or stroke, you're gone, and that's right. it. You have cancer, which has greater possibilities for cure, but so much more pain. Right. Or you can have AIDS which is terrible for both. No cure, lots of pain. So there you see Maury saying, you know, basically stating the whole premise of this conversation. So mm -hmm. 
ALS, which he called horrible, wonderful, because horrible for him and tough for obviously the people who have to take care of him, but wonderful because all the time. And ALS does not affect your brain. So you are able to think through your thoughts. You know, you keep, doesn't slow down your mental capacity or anything like that. On the other hand, it can rob you of your ability to speak or communicate. So you have all these thoughts and you can't talk. Let's think of Augie Nieto, who I've spoken about many times on this program, who was, for, you know, suffered with it for nearly 18 years. And most of that time was blinking uh, on a little device or using his toe to tap out one letter at a time, mm. the communication that he wanted to have. But he was still able to, even to his dying day, the day before you know he, he finally died, he was able to send messages to his wife, speak to his wife through this computer thing. Right. Um, so in that way, it takes the horror out of the suddenness of the moment, but it asks the individual who is departing this earth to endure much more. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, if you were to ask me which way would I rather go, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I think the part of me that hates the idea of watching myself slowly decay and no longer be able to do this and no longer be able to do that. I tried to adopt that Cat Stevens song. You remember? Oh, um, yeah. I love that song. Uh, uh, Cats it, in the it, Cradle? No, 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 oh. that's, no. <laughs> that's, you love, I love that song. Wrong. Not even the right artist. Wrong. No, Cat right. Stevens had oh, that Kat song. Steven. If, if I ever lose my mouth, all my oh, teeth, yeah, teeth, north and south. And south. Uh, if yeah. I ever lose my mouth, oh, hey, hey, I won't have to talk no more. No more and if right. I ever lose my legs, you know, I won't have to walk. So he looks at if I lose my legs, I won't have to walk. If I lose my mouth, I won't have to talk. Uh, you know, trying to be positive about the decaying uh, of the body. Yeah, But I, I don't know that I'm that brave and I don't know that I'm that philosophical. I think it would be very tough to slowly, you know, go like that. On the other hand, I witnessed it happen with my mother. I witnessed it happen with my father, both victims of strokes that took a long time to ultimately take their lives. Um, but we did say to them everything we wanted to say to them. Yeah. You know, we did have them. And when they died, there was a bit of that sense of, you know what, the suffering is over. Oh, yeah, definitely. The suffering is over and they're at peace now. You yeah. almost feel a sense of relief. Oh, yeah. Whereas you have no sense of relief when there's a mm -mm. sudden and quick death. None at all. Yeah. It's, it's just horror. And yeah. It's, it's just terror. So I don't know. What, what do you think? I mean, if you had to choose either for yourself or for a loved one, what would be your choice? 100,000% for myself, I want it to be prolonged. I am way too like organized if something happened to me like immediately um i think for whatever the afterlife is i would be a complete anxious wreck that i never got <laughs> oh my gosh i never paid those three doctor bills that are on my desk oh <laughs> my gosh like i would be i think i would not rest easy if i if i went immediately i need to to you know gather ye rosebuds while ye may mm -hmm. I, I i need to uh I, I, yeah, I definitely need time. And, and, and what I, and I think I would rather have that for those around me, you know, I, like you were talking about your parents and you visited my mom when, when she was dying. And, you know, we loved that time that we spent with my mom. It was two full weeks of little parties and love and food and story sharing. And, um, oh my goodness, I would never want to trade that for anything, you know? Right. And, 
and like you said, when it was all over, I had my closure the day that she found out that she'd only have two weeks to live. You know what I mean? That was my moment. And everything else was just a bonus after that. And, and I think it just gives you more time to appreciate kind of, I don't know. But then I know a lot of people who just say, oh, uh, you know, I hope I die in my sleep. Mm -mm, I don't want that. Don't want that. Well, it's a, it's a, um, choose, right. We can't choose. We can't choose. (laughs) And it's not, you know, it's sort of just something to think about, but, but whichever you feel is more fitting for your life or your loved ones, take the proactive action that you can take Mm -hmm. the proactive action that you can for it. And if you think, you know, well, we're going to go fast and quick, that's what I want. Then make sure you say everything that there is, you know, and if you think, well, prolonged thing is going to happen, happen, make sure you have things in, in, like you say, you know, that it can be arranged and taken care of. Um, all I can tell you is, you know, witnessing this with my friends, I, I, I wouldn't wish it upon anybody. No, it's just, so it's hard. Just, I'm so sorry, Mitch. It, it will, it, the, the waves will continue to come and keep breaking. And, and for such a long period, I don't know that they ever really stop. So, um, you know, again, I don't mean to to bring anybody down or do this in any kind of like, gosh, that's kind of a morbid conversation. But as as my friend who who has now passed away said, how can it be morbid when it's something that happens to all of us? It's the single unifying factor. Two things unify us. We're all born and we're all going to die. Yep. And there is no other subject that can be more unifying or that we can all have a say on. So give it some thought. Thank you, as always, for joining us on this week. We look forward to speaking to you again. Lisa Goitsch produces the program. We thank her for that. Check out our website at wetuesdaypeople.com. Until we speak again with Lisa Goitsch, I'm Mitch Album saying, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Tuesday People. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because, after all, We're Tuesday people.